Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman. I am glad that you are uh, joining me. It could be that you're actually watching this live broadcast on Facebook. It could be that you're uh, listening to this on the podcast. But either way, I'm just glad that uh, you, you, you're joining me. Um, it is a podcast. All you have to do is go to the Apple Store, go to Podcasts, and find Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman and subscribe to it, okay? And that way you can listen to the broadcast anytime you want. I think this is the fifth broadcast, and so we're building up a, a library. And uh, anyway, go go to the Apple Store, subscribe to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman, and make sure you get the, bo- the, 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 the podcast, okay? If you ever have a question for me, and I received a whole bunch of questions this week, all you have to do is go to Rick C., at bvg.org, Rick C at bvg.org, and send me your question. And I can't guarantee it all. I'm going to answer all of the questions here on the broadcast. I do get back to every person. Right here, I got a whole bunch that I received this week, and I'm not going to be able to do them all, uh, but but I'm going to handle some of them. I trust you all had a great. Uh, Christmas, uh, happy Christmas, a good time with your family or whatever. Um, I know it's been weird because of the coronavirus and all of that. Um, so our families maybe aren't able to get together like they used to, but I hope you had a good Christmas time remembering that, the, that God came in the form of a human being because he cared about us and loved us. And so he sent the perfect sacrifice for us. Well, what am I going to do today? Okay, uh, today I, I, I was asked, uh, actually I got a great question from somebody about how can they make their 2021, this is the last broadcast of 2020, and um, they wanted to know, hey look, I, my 2020, my walk with the Lord in 2020 wasn't very good, it wasn't very um, consistent, my relationship with, with the Lord wasn't everything he wanted it to be, and he wanted me to maybe share some of my thoughts and ideas on what I, he could do, or maybe even what all of you could do, to um, have a more consistent walk with the Lord. I guess I'd put it to you that way. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today, okay? I'm going to take a few minutes and just give you some thoughts and some ideas on how you can have a really great relationship with our Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, Okay? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take us all the way back, okay? I'm going to begin in Genesis chapter 2, okay? For you to understand how to have a really great relationship with the Lord or how to build or grow or mature your relationship with Jesus. I want to begin in Genesis chapter 2, okay? At this moment in history, there's only one person who's been created, and that's Adam, okay? Eve has not been created yet. So there's this moment in Genesis chapter 2 where God, it's kind of like the very first Bible study in all of the Bible. God is actually talking to Noah, okay? Remember, back then there was no Bible, there was no Old Testament, there was no New Testament, right? And so here's this moment where God is actually talking to, 
to Adam, the only human being on the planet. And he says in Genesis chapter 2 and in verse 16, he says to the man, Adam, you may eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge and good, don't eat from it. And so here we have God talking. It's the very first words of God. God is actually speaking and he tells Adam, man, everything in this garden, as far as the eye can see, is yours. You can enjoy it all. But there is one tree I want you to stay away from. Okay, there's one tree that I don't want you to eat from. It was a command from God. It was God's will. There, there was no Bible. And so this was the only Bible verse, if you will, mankind had at the time. And Adam had a choice to make at that moment. Adam had the choice. Am I going to listen to God's word? Am I going to follow God's word, or am I going to blow God's word off? I mean, he only had one Bible verse. I mean, we, we, we got this big thing today, right? 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. I mean, we got all these pages and thoughts from God. He had one verse, one thing. Do I obey God and stay away from that tree? And most of us know the story, right? Adam makes the decision to blow God off. He disobeys God. He goes against God's will, and he eats of the tree. Okay, now I want you to hang on to that, okay? So, so, so God has spoken to, to Adam. Now I want to move ahead to Psalms 119, okay? And Psalms 119, verse 105, okay, King David is talking, and he says, your word, talking about the Lord, God's word is like a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Obviously, that was what was true in Genesis. Hey, God was saying, hey, here, here's the guide to your life, Noah. Here's the path. Stay away from that one tree. Everything else you can have, just stay away from that one tree. And we know Adam disobeyed. And now here we have King David saying, God's word is like a lamp unto our feet. It, it, it's the thing that guides our life. That the scriptures, now, now, we've, now we've got this. We've got the entirety of the word of God. He says, this is what guides our path. This is what light, lights our, our path. This is God's will for our lives. This is the thing that we ought to follow as we go through life, right? Well, you get to the New Testament, and Paul gives us some really weighty information in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. He says that all Scripture, every bit of Scripture, all 39 books in the Old Testament, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way through Malachi, all 27 books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all the way through the book of Revelation. Paul says, all Scripture, every bit of it, is inspired by God. Some of your Bibles will say it's God-breathed. 
The point is, is that this book is like no other book. God supernaturally came upon all of the writers in the Old Testament and all of the writers of the New Testament. He supernaturally came upon them, much like he supernaturally came upon the, the Virgin Mary. The Holy Spirit supernaturally came upon all the writers of this book, and they wrote exactly what God wanted them to write. They wrote it in their own personalities and all of that kind of stuff. But they wrote the very words that God wanted. That's what it means when it says that all Scripture is inspired by God or God breathed. This, is, this book is like no other book in the library. It's, it was written actually by God, which is why we call it the inerrant Word of God. It's the perfect Word of God. It's the holy, sacred Word of God because there's no mistakes in this book, okay? There's none, zero, zilch, because it was written by God, all right? Now, Jesus himself just kind of put it into one sentence, right? In Matthew chapter 4, he said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, right? He says, man doesn't live on bread alone. Man, we need bread, right? We need food. These bodies of ours these human bodies need caloric intake. They need bread. They need, they need water. They, they need pizzas and sandwiches and salads. The, 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 these bodies of ours have to have calories in them to function. But all of the food that you ate this morning or at lunch or at dinner or whatever, don't do anything for the new man, the spiritual man within you. Okay? The, the, the spiritual man, the new man, needs the Word of God. This is the caloric intake, if you will. The scriptures are the caloric intake for us as human beings. So, why am I saying all this? What's the point of all this? I thought you were going to talk about, you know, how to have a great 2021 or how to improve or deepen your walk with Jesus. Well, I am... My point in sharing these particular verses with you, and I could have shared a whole lot more, is this. Is that there's no way you can deepen your relationship with Jesus or strengthen your relationship with Jesus. There's, there's no way to improve on your, your walk with the Lord apart from this. The scriptures. The most important thing that you can do to deepen your walk with God or mature your walk with God is you have to get into the scriptures. You have to read the scriptures. And not just read the scriptures. Obviously, Adam heard the scripture from God. Don't eat from that tree. And he blew God off. And, and we've all paid the you know, penalty for it for all of these years, right? That brought sin into the world. But... But we have to know the scriptures that we might obey the scriptures. And so the most important thing that you can do, the absolute most important thing you can do when you're thinking about deepening your walk with God is to have a time, and I suggest it's every day, where you read the Word of God. It's the most important thing that you can do is you have to be in the Word of God. You have to be reading or listening to the Word of God.
because apart from that, you can do a lot of good things, but the best thing is simply that you would be somebody who would read the Word of God. And so what I do every single morning, except for Sunday, or usually every single morning, the very first thing that I do is, uh, obviously I get up and then I go for a walk. I like to walk. And on my walk, I always I have, we have a couple of dogs here, and one of my dogs is um, a gal by the name of Zoe, and I, I take her with me. I put on my earbuds, and as I'm walking for the first 20 minutes, I'm listening to God's Word, just being read by somebody. I have an app on my phone, and for 20 minutes, I'm just listening to the Word of God for 20 minutes, okay? It's not a preacher. It's simply like reading the Word for 20 minutes. And then after 20 minutes, I then click on to a podcast of maybe a preacher that I like, um, and I want to, for 20 minutes, I'm just going to hear somebody, a teacher of the Word, a preacher of the Word, uh, unpack a particular passage or thought or whatever. Sometimes all that I think are, are really nutty. I, I like to listen to how the enemy will handle the, the scriptures. And so sometimes in that 20-minute time, I will listen to somebody, for, for instance, um, a couple of weeks ago, I listened to a, a particular preacher. He calls himself a preacher, and he has a church. He calls himself a Christian. And he was explaining uh, why the Bible is not the inerrant word of God. That some of it might be, but certainly it's not all the word of God. And, um, you know, to, to me, this guy is not a Christian. He's not a believer. He calls himself one. He calls himself a Christian. He even has a church. And there are people who attend his church. But I wanted to know how he taught that this wasn't the inerrant word of God. I wanted to, to know how he got around 2 Timothy chapter 3, right, which says that all Scripture is inspired by God. It's God-breathed. It's, it's Holy Spirit-driven. I wanted to know. I wanted to know how he got around what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4. Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so there are times when I will listen to what I would call heretics. But most of the time, I'm, I'm listening to one of my favorite preachers or somebody who will stimulate me to think about things and maybe in a different way or whatever. So I'm going to listen to the Word of God for 20 minutes. I'm going to listen to a preacher for 20 minutes, and then the last 20 minutes, as I'm kind of heading home, if you will, I'll pray. I'll pray for my wife or my kids or my grandkids. I'll pray for people at the church. I'll, I'll pray for, um, you know, my, today I spent quite a bit of time praying for my middle daughter and her fiance in their upcoming wedding. Um, I've been praying for a number of the staff of our church that have been sick and are out and, and they're getting better, thank God, but I just spend a lot of time praying. Sometimes I'll take some of the cards or uh, prayers that come into the church and, and as I'm walking, on, I'll open up my email and read some of those and pray. Sometimes I'll even uh, make a few phone calls to people who uh, have asked for prayer and I just sense 
you know, man, maybe I need to call them right now, even though it's early in the morning. And so for me, every morning, 20 minutes in the Word, 20 minutes listening to a preacher, and 20 minutes of praying. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, man, Rick, there's no way I could do that every morning for an hour. Okay, don't do it for an hour. Do it for 30 minutes. Spend 10 minutes just listening or reading the Word. Spend 10 minutes maybe listening to your favorite preacher. Maybe even download this podcast and, and spend 10 minutes just listening to this podcast. Uh, th this might be what you do. Now, you know, after five days, you're going to run out of podcasts because I only have five of them up right now. But And then take, you know, 10 minutes and, 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 and pray. And that's 30 minutes. Well, maybe you only have 15 minutes. Well, take take seven of it and listen to the Word of God and take the other seven minutes or eight minutes and pray. In other words, you don't have to do it exactly like I do. And I'm just telling you what I do. I'm always going to just listen or read the Word of God. Obviously, in my job, in my career, in my calling, I read the Word a lot. I'm just talking about what I do every morning. And, and every morning to begin my day, I'm going to just be in this for 20 minutes. For you, it might be 10 it might be five. It really uh, doesn't matter, but you need to make sure that you spend some time every morning beginning your day in the Word. Anything apart from being in the Word is, is, is totally secondary, which is why a lot of the devotionals that are out there are good, any devotional, you know, as long as it, there's some based on Scripture. I mean, there's a lot of David Jeremiah's got a great one. Dr. MacArthur has a, has a great one. Um, there's a lot of Billy Graham has a great one. Uh, Max Licato has a great one. There's a lot of great daily devotionals, okay? And if that's what you do in the morning, praise the Lord. I'm going to challenge you maybe to do a little bit more because a lot of times those devotionals, you'll read one verse, and then there's a whole big section of, you know, what the person who wrote the devotional has to say about that verse. Nothing wrong with that. I would supplement that with at least maybe before you ever read your devotional. Most of those only take about five minutes, right? At, at the most, maybe five, six minutes. Why don't you spend five or six minutes just simply reading the scriptures? And, and why don't you make a goal that over the next year or two years or three years or whatever it is, you want to read through the entire Bible. Okay. That would be a great goal just to, just to just start in Genesis and begin to read and much of it you won't understand. And that's okay. It's okay. If you don't understand everything you read, the point is, is that Jesus said that we live on this. Our spiritual man needs this. And so let me just encourage you, whatever you do starting today or you're going to start January 1, I'm going to kick the new year off with a new plan to strengthen my, my spiritual life. It has to include this. It has to. If it doesn't include this, then you're just wasting your time because this is the most important thing, okay? So with that... Don't forget, if you have a question you want to ask, rickc at bbg.org, rickc at bbg.org, and uh, get those to me. Have a great uh, New Year and uh, safe New Year, and I'll see you uh, next Wednesday, uh, Lord willing. Okay, blessings, everybody.